Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode. So today I want to talk about making the shift, wrapping things up, changing course, switching direction, or kind of anything that kind of falls under that category. Initially, I had planned on coming in and talking about, you know, how how you know when it's time to shift gears and move in a new direction. But the more I thought about this topic, the more I really realized that we have conditioned ourselves to be people who need to wrap things up and the importance around wrapping things up and how there are healthy versions of wrapping things up, but there are also versions that are not so healthy that you know include a lot of anxiety, they trigger our perfectionism thoughts, they trigger our not good enough thoughts, they trigger our imposter syndrome thoughts. Then, you know, they just trigger all types of things from our past, our present, and then they impact the future. So when I'm thinking about the whole idea of wrapping things up, My initial thought of that, again, kind of went to the traditional thinking that we have, right? So normally when we think about wrapping things up or ending things, we're really looking at like from a business standpoint, right? So you have end of quarter meetings or end of quarter reports that you're, you know, creating and looking at to look at, did you meet the goals that you had set up, you know, financially? Did you meet the production goals? You know, are you meeting these goals? And then there's also that kind of end of business year type of goal or end of business year type of wrap up, right? So we know that those are kind of two of the ones that happen in every business. Anyone who anyone who has a business is doing some type of wrap up. Well, let me say that if you have a successful and healthy business or if you're doing business the way that, you know, we, we know standard, standard people are standardly we, we consider, you know, doing a business. But there are people who may not do these things and and you know we won't get into that because that's a different topic but I can remember plenty of years in my own business where I did not look at the numbers I did not look at the end of the year goals or end of the quarter goals and it was just kind of like a stab in the dark just kind of throwing darts at the dark but again that's a whole other conversation for another day that we'll get into but you know So we know that that's what the business world will consider wrapping things up, right? You're looking at the project is done or the quarter is done, um, you know, the year is over, the fiscal year is over and you're, you know, doing your checks and balances, you're doing your ROIs, you're doing all those things that, you know, go into the business world. But then there's also like the idea of like when you're doing projects. And I remember, you know, at one point in my career, when I was in a in an area or in a in a job where it was really project management driven, and I remember being like, "Ooh, I really like the idea of project management because, as you all know, I am a goal driven person, and 
project management in a sense, right? There's a whole lot more that goes into it. But when you think about just high level project management, it's all about reaching a goal. It's all about having milestones. It's kind of all about having, you know, things just in place that, you know, let you know that you are on track, you're you are moving in direction. And by this date, this thing will be done. So when we're wrapping up, even in that sense, right, when you wrap up as a project manager or as an event planner or just any type of thing that had a a time sensitive deadline or a calendar date deadline, you are really looking at, you know, did we accomplish what we set out to do? Are we on track to do so? And if not, you know, really having to do sometimes depending on your your position, right, or the situation, you might have to do a pretty detailed report on why something didn't happen. And so when I think about those two things, I started to really think about how that also impacts us in our everyday life. So even if you're not running a business or working in a space where you're doing that, if you're not a project manager or an event coordinator, you're not doing things like that, there still is this process of kind of, you know, wrapping things up, ending things and and moving to a new direction. But one of the things that I noticed is that it creates a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. Right. The idea of of finishing a project or stopping a project, especially stopping a project. Right. It causes a lot of anxiety. And so as I started digging into the reasons why, there's a plethora of things that came up. But for this, we're going to just kind of stick to, you know, our normal categories related to anxiety, perfectionism, imposter syndrome, you know, not good enough, those sabotage topics. But before we kind of get into the anxiety part and the perfectionism, sabotage, anxiety, you know, part of it, let's kind of spend some time on thinking about and talking about when is it time, right? So when is it time to wrap things up? When is it time to shift gears? And again, we've mentioned already before that we know from those business standpoints and those project standpoints that, you know, you wrap up when the time frame is over or you wrap up because the calendar year or the fiscal, you know, calendar or the quarter, you know, that those dates, those are kind of hard deadline dates that those have been reached. But what about when you haven't accomplished everything on your checklist? What about when you are in the middle of a project or you're in the middle of, of working on something? Let's say, you know, you are in the middle of, of working on creating new healthy eating habits or healthy workout habits, or you're working on creating something like that and it's not really going well right or it is going well but there's something that happens that starts to happen or it's happening that gives you this idea that it's time to wrap this thing up that it's time to move on to something else what do you do then right so what does that look like when you are going step by step or you're going milestone for milestone but something just isn't right anymore it just doesn't feel the same your body starts to react differently to you know, the situation or to the to the topic, you know, you noticing that your vision is kind of different around it, your beliefs about the thing are different, then what do you do? What does that look like? How do you experience, you know, what do you experience in those spaces? You all know that I am transparent here in Life Save Her because this is our space, right? This is the space that we're creating, that we can be our open, our vulnerable selves, that we can be our raw selves. And so, you know, as I think about this topic and I was, you know, talking about it and, and looking at, you know, my own life in my own spaces. And I started thinking about how, you know, four years ago when I wrote my book on self-sabotage, you know, and I haven't talked about the book in quite a while. And it's actually what made me and kind of sparked me to kind of think about this whole idea of wrapping up, shifting gears, making change. 
And I started thinking really deeply into, you know, all of the anxiety that came up for me when I started shifting away from talking about sabotage and shifting away from, you know, using the, the, the phrase that I used to use. And if you've been here for a while, you know, the podcast actually used to be called Get Out of Your Own Way. And when I started shifting away from using that, there was a lot of anxiety that came up for me around it. I had a lot of thoughts around, am I now going to be seen as not dependable? Am I now going to be seen as somebody who doesn't finish things? Because, you know, it felt like for me that I was kind of shifting and changing right in the middle of building something that was really nice and that a lot of people, you know, started coming around because of that topic. And so as I was sitting there, you know, one day really looking at my body was starting to feel different when I talked about sabotage and when I only would talk about sabotage. Because again, if you've been around, if you've been here with me from the beginning, then you know that even writing the book on sabotage happened because I wanted to write a book on anxiety and how anxiety has kind of been my entry point, my 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 niche, if you will, will say, or just kind of my area of genius, my area of expertise. And how, you know, when I wrote the book on sabotage, I, it was a natural shift to start talking about that as opposed to anxiety. But it was still always there that I wanted to really focus and work on anxiety. And then, you know, trauma things came up and, you know, my career just kind of took different turns. And even when I think about my career and think about the idea or the fact that, you know, I was really good and am really good as a trauma therapist. And and I don't like to say that because it feels uncomfortable to think about the fact that I'm really good at helping people at some of their worst parts. But then when I look at it from that standpoint, right, like I am really good at holding space for people to help them navigate through what they need to navigate through so that they can live their best lives. They can be the best versions of themselves. And sometimes that does include me dealing with or helping people deal with some of the worst moments of their lives. And I can remember all the times that I have tried to kind of get out of that field, get out of that arena, not talk about trauma, not work with with trauma clients, not because I didn't enjoy the work, but just because it just, again, it was uncomfortable. And I had to really work with myself and work on myself to to be okay with the fact that this was my lane of genius, right? This was what I was good at. I was really good at, at, at being able to do that. And while it does feel, it can be uncomfortable to think about somebody being good at dealing with a certain topic, I realize now and know now for a fact that that's a great thing because who would want to see a therapist that isn't comfortable with uncomfortable spaces or isn't comfortable with helping someone navigate through some of the worst moments of their life, right? But once I allowed myself to reframe the way I was looking at my position, reframe the way I was doing things, it really did kind of release a lot of anxiety a lot of tension went away. I even noticed that my my thoughts around perfectionism and, and imposter syndrome also went away because once I let go of the negative side of the way I was looking at it, right? Once I looked at, get rid of, oh man, this is kind of a bad thing because, you know, you're, you're experiencing the worst moments with people. Once I let that go, I noticed that I didn't need to be perfect at it. I realized that all I needed to do, I mean, there's more to it, but in a simple form, the, the biggest thing I needed to do was be able to hold space, was be able to reassure someone that while they are experiencing this worst moment or while they did experience this worst moment, that where they are today in their life is not in that space. 
And if they are still in that space, being able to help them kind of get out of that space. And so I noticed that anxiety, my anxiety immediately decreased, right? So I knew then that that was, that was when it was time and I had made the right decision in terms of wrapping up the old and really embracing the new. Another thing that I kind of noticed was around the idea of, again, me making this shift from working on sabotage to working on, to talking about anxiety, to talking about trauma, that all of these things still are on the bigger picture of what I am doing and trying to do, meant to do, am supposed to do, all those kind of things, right? So I realized that even though I was kind of wrapping up one area, I really wasn't wrapping up the whole thing because the whole thing is much bigger than this one piece, right? So just, you know, something for us to keep in mind too is that when we're looking at when is it time, sometimes we think we're wrapping something up and we're ending something, but in reality, we're just moving to the next piece of the bigger puzzle and of the bigger picture. And so being able to really look at and notice what is happening around you, what's happening kind of in your, you know, in your body, what body sensations you're feeling, what are those anxious thoughts that keep coming up? Because I, I do know, and I'm a firm believer from science and experience, right, that when you are anxious, there seems to be a one or two or several thoughts that stay kind of on a loop. It's almost like you've got your your brain stuck on on play this song only, so it just keeps repeating these same thoughts. So when you start looking at what are those thoughts, what's coming up for me, what's happening for me, then you can start to decide then, right, is it time for me to wrap this up and move to the next piece? Or, and this is where it gets a little bit tricky sometimes too, is it time for me to let this thing go completely? And that opens up a whole other kind of can of worms, a whole other space, because then we start really digging into if you start noticing that you have some fear around that or you start noticing that you're hesitant to do to do that and you sit with why, I would imagine that the thing that comes up probably for you is this old thinking that we have or that we were taught, at least the way that I remember being taught through experiences, you know, from childhood into adulthood, that to be dependable and trustworthy means that you stay the course on something. You You start something, you finish it. Right. And if you are a person that was jumping around to different things, you were seen as not being trustworthy or dependable. And I remember my very first lesson with 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 that topic was when I was in college and I went back to college. Right. As an adult, because I, you know, I went initially right out of high school, um, you know, had my son and then stopped going to school for a while to, to focus on taking care of him. And so when I went back, I was, you know, a young adult, but I was still an adult. I wasn't fresh out of high school anymore. And so I remember sitting in a class and hearing a professor encouraging these students who, you know, at the time, again, I was probably one of the oldest ones in there because everybody was like 17 to 19 years old and I was in my early 20s. But I remember hearing this professor telling the students not to stay at a job longer than five years because you won't get your max potential of earnings and you won't grow. And I remember immediately looking back now, and I know that this was anxiety because I remember my my body immediately getting tense. And I remember that I was just completely overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, if you do that, you're not dependable. Because I remember learning in elementary school from one of my teachers that it, to be dependable and trustworthy means you stay the course. You finish whatever you start 
and I almost had this message of regardless, right? So we now know years later, I now know that that teacher, that professor was right, that it is important for you to move when it's time to move. Now, this isn't about job hopping or hopping from relationship to relationship or topic to topic, situation to situation, but this is about being able to start looking at what do I know that's happening inside of me that says it's time to make this shift, right? And so when we think about that, you know, what are the body sensations? So start noticing and paying attention to how your body reacts to a topic or situation that you are currently in and you're thinking about, is it time to shift? Start looking at what body sensations you notice. Start noticing and paying attention to what thoughts continue to come up for you. Is it the same thoughts on loop that are coming up that tell you that this is a, this is no longer for you? Are there body sensations that saying this is no longer for you? And really start looking at and spend some time there if that's what comes up. Because again, it will it will spark all types of anxiety and it will it will immediately bring up all the thoughts of perfectionism, not good enough, imposter syndrome that ha- that can have you going either way. So it's important to be in tune with yourself and kind of pay attention there to see what do I need to do in this moment? Is this something that I need to make a change on? Is this something that I need to do different? And really then, you know, sit with, is this old thinking that's getting in the way? And if it is that old thinking that's getting in the way, start asking yourself questions like, what do I need to do that's going to be the best for me? If I know that I don't want to have an anxious body, if I know that I don't want to have an anxious mind, then it's important to know that I need to do whatever I need to do that's healthy, keyword healthy, to make sure that I am keeping my stress low, that I am keeping my anxiety low, which can mean I have to let go of things that no longer serve and being able to sit with and be okay with, it's okay and really it's necessary to kind of let things go when it's time to let things go. And so once you've done that, then you are now sitting in the space of what do I do next? What are my next steps once once I've decided that and realized and accepted that it's, this is no longer the goal I need to be working towards, or this is no longer the space I need to be in. And when I say space to be in, sometimes it is the physical space, but oftentimes it's the mental space, right? Because you can be sitting in the same room and have several different thoughts, several different emotions, several different experiences in the same room. So often we're talking about that mental space. What do we do then? Are you a person that feels like you need to announce it to the world? or announce it to your circle, or announce it publicly in some way. If that's who you are, then create your plan to do that. But before you do that, really start asking yourself, is that what's needed? Do I need to let people know that I'm making this change? Or do I just need to make the change for myself and go with it as it goes, right? So really looking at what's driving me to think that I need to announce this publicly now. If you have a business and you're making a business change, then yes, it is very important to, you know, make the announcement that you are shifting gears, that you are launching a new product because you want your people who are currently supporting you and in your tribe, you want them to be able to know what's coming, but also that might be able to give you space for them to share your stuff with somebody that they know might be in the new space that you're going to, right? So you do want to announce it if this is some type of a business situation, Um, Or even if you are, you know, on social media and you're switching your topics, it probably is important to make some type of announcement. But remember that announcement in that space is more related to letting people know what's going on so they can know where to go. It's not about you needing to prove 
that you are enough. It's not about you needing to show that you're perfect. It's not about you needing to prove that you are still trustworthy and dependable because you're already going to be dealing with, with working through those thoughts and working on those things. So this will all be about just being able to look at what's inside, look at what's going on for you and really deciding when it's time to wrap something up, it's time to wrap it up and being able to calm your yourself, physical and mental around making the decision to wrap things up, move in a new direction, or just again, move to the next piece of the puzzle. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.